Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy, and today... I have the honor of being joined by an incredible <laughs> guest. Let me just let me just run you down his game here. We we had a bit of a miscommunication when I saw you were eliminated episode 21, but it was not day 21 you left the game. Left the game 42 days in, finished a very impressive seventh place, the last surviving member of the Blood Tribe when all of us, literally all of us, wrote him off after week one. Super impressive game. Everyone, please welcome Juicy Dave. And yes, I have to call you Juice, and we'll get to that. But David, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, thanks, Randy. Yeah, no, really good, man. Just uh, great to be here. Thanks I, for I, that I, intro. That's pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, making it sound. Uh, <laughs> it was impressive. It sound we, we have, you have to live up to the, to the hype here you because really, your game was awesome. You had written, you'd written me off, eh? I did. I owe you a huge apology. I don't know if you went back and listened to it. Uh, but after that Sam incident, everyone on the podcast, uh, while we were talking about it, we said, if there's no way David makes it past week two. There's absolutely no way. I, I can't remember, but I said I was going to do something kind of wacky or funny. I'm like, if David makes it past week two, I'll eat like a rotten egg. I haven't gone back and listened to it. <laughs> we, but I, we need to listen to that. We need to listen to that audio and, and, and reconvene. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. I'm actually gonna go back probably later tonight or tomorrow, and I'll let you know exactly what I said because I gotta I gotta do it because you you definitely lived up to the hype there. But before we get to your gameplay, I do want to say we had the privilege or I had the privilege of interviewing your daughter Mila last week. I had a awesome time with her and i interview brianna tomorrow so you're kind of in the middle here the the family yeah. uh and we i know they're both busy brianna has a podcast herself she's also a very impressive roller skater i don't know yeah. how she does a lot of the stuff she does and then mila is pursuing her dream basketball and everything so what is juicy dave up to what are you up to since the game's kind of let out here oh geez nothing as exciting as those two but um you know um, my field is, uh, if you ever saw the intro, was uh, development construction. So I'm back into it. There's a $700 million project we're working on. It's full blown. It's, um, you know, working with teams of people um, specialised in property and construction. So I enjoy it. It's good fun. Um, it has its pressures. 
probably a good training ground for for some of the survivor stuff. Yeah, congratulations, man. I know when you get those big jobs, it's like, especially in the construction world, that's like a huge deal and everything. So congratulations oh, on that. Have you become kind of a celebrity since you've been on the show? Because I know the fans loved <laughs> you, man. At least, at least what I know, the fans loved you. I don't know. I think they're pretty shy in Brisbane, to be honest. I get a lot of, uh, getting a lot of side stares, you know, look, look, <laughs> look. I think that guy, I had a random, I was riding a commute to work, riding my bike. I ride a lot. And, um, and uh, you know, there's a guy that it literally looked like it was a homeless guy. And I'm just seeing him there. I ride past, he says, Juicy Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so that sort of blew me away. I had a, a couple of things where I was invited to a, uh, we had uh, a cycle event here and um, and just Land Rover and Jaguar had sponsored it. And they, the owner of that guy goes, he was, he was introduced and it was Dave, Dave and Dave and and old mate introduced me and said, Juicy Dave. And he, he thought, oh, there's so many Daves around and old Juicy Dave. And then he just looks at me and goes, holy smokes, man, you are Juicy Dave. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just recognised me and, uh, you know, you got all these crazy people just going, where do I know you from? Uh, maybe cycling? No, maybe TV. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it took me a minute to realize when you joined in, I'm like, who is this guy? Because yeah. you're clean shaven nowadays. That's, I don't know. Yeah. I, is that usually, you usually go clean shaven? Because on the show, I was expecting full beard and everything. No, that's right. So um, <laughs> entering in, clean shaven, um, went wild during the, uh, during the show, 42 days. And um, and that extra week, and then basically kept the beard because I felt I'd, I'd grown to like it. But I came to this point where I went right. The show is finished, and we're almost at a wrap. And um, you know, time to move on. So <laughs> no, I, back I to feel the plane. Yeah, they can get in the way. I'm just saying that there might be more people who recognize you, man, with the beard and everything. But yeah, yeah. I will say you did a great job. You said it right there. There's a lot of Davids in the world and you have, you know, you have Golden God David from Survivor Australia. And, you know, how do you separate separate yourself there? And you did a great job. So I got to get into this because I know this is going yeah. to be everybody's question. And the edit really did not do you justice when this huge moment happened. How did Juice get started? I'm sure you've said it on some other interviews and stuff, but <laughs> was that just Jonathan saying, I'm going to start calling you Juicy? No. So so that was interesting. And there is a meme. If you go searching for a Channel 10, um, the Survivor channel did do a meme on it because it, it must have been the most requested uh, question out there. It just kept pestering them until I answered the question. So it's a classic. But really where it came from um, you know, you go back to that uh, where I was, I was doing a, my first deal with, um, with uh, Sammy and her and I, uh, she's, she's come over to me and, and uh, we're sitting at the a campfire. Everyone else was sort of occupied. And she says, I want to work with you. And um, I was excited about that because here I'm, I'm a novice at the Survivor game itself. You know, I've watched it and I know the, the whole thing, but I'm not a super fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, here, I'm in this tribe of absolute... Um, weapons i'm thinking now i've got to start making how do i start making moves here because it's all a bit you know just like a uh, sunday camp everyone's out camping having a good time all of a sudden sam's asking and i went wow this is it this is the beginning so that was great and, you have sandra um, in one corner too you decide to go head on head with the queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that one but the um it's so, so anyway what you were saying and then uh 
And I'm thinking, this is great. I, I've now got someone and we can build on that. And then I, and it'll come into the social butterfly question down the track too. But uh, the next day we, we, you know, we lose our challenge. We're off to tribal. And um, there's all these conversations happening, which I'm not a part of. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. This is this is can only be um, if you're not if you're not talking the plan, you are the plan sort of scenario. So there's a little bit of paranoia going on there. And I'd also happened to have the idol from the store, and that was and I'd <laughs> I'd created that story about getting the advantage because I knew Sandra and the likes went absolutely and you know everyone said that was totally unconvincing, but you know had to come up with a story. And, um, and most of it was true, except it was instead of the advantage, it was the idol. And um, right before tribal, so I'm getting a little bit paranoid because Sam's not talking to me, she's talking to everybody else. And and Amy comes up to me and goes, Dave, we know you got the idol because her brother can't, obviously, and we've just done the challenge, so they were talking across the mat in their languages. <laughs> and so, so Amy's going, uh, you've got the idol. And so all of a sudden I'm going, what could be worse than not having an idol is having a public idol. And I thought, gee whiz, if I've got this tomorrow and everyone knows it, I am, I am target number one, public enemy, the whole deal, it's early days, no one should have an idol, and, and here we go. So paranoia plus this information getting out, we go into tribal. So then um, we get in there and Jonathan, Jonathan basically says, so Dave, he always asked me, he always the first question of every tribal with me. <laughs> oh, the, naturally, <laughs> you know, they, they target instantly. They know the person who's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must have been mine for 42 days because every <laughs> every single one he asked me, except for the um, jury, and he asked me last. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> which is, we'll get to that too. Yeah. The, um, yeah. And so he says, Dave, so... What's your feel on the plane? I said, oh, no, I think everyone everyone should be nervous. You never know your name's up. I, I would imagine, you know, that even my name would be up there. And he goes, he goes, really? What, why would you say this? And I, I said, um, I said, wow, a juicy Dave blindside has a bit of a ring to it. And he goes, juicy Dave blindside? I said, yeah, it's got a ring to it. And he goes, no. <laughs> Wait, so you started the name? So I've I've just gone there because I'm thinking juicy day blindside because I'm thinking mate these buggers are going to blindside me and I'm going to call them out right here if it is and see if I can rattle them a bit. So I went into that that tribal going I'm going to wake the snoozers and rattle the players and I, and and I was waiting for the opportunity to do it because I had this idol and I thought no no there's a whole bunch of people just sleeping having a good old camp life and there's play going on and then there's this whole other side who are playing like full blown and it's all happening. So we've got to, we've got to get this happening. So, so there you have it. The, um, and, then, and then from that point on, um, it then goes into the whole scenario of, of okay, so if I'm going to open this up, who's, who's out there? And it becomes, um, you know, I'm talking about the social butterflies and the whole deal and, and it goes crazy. Jonathan, to his skill set, gets me to the point that I actually mentioned names. So it was all third party, who knows who, but this is what's going on. There's um, <laughs> secret communication codes between parties. There's social yeah, butterflies, da-da-da-da-da. And, um, and he gets me to point Sam. She takes offence. 
I, I, I go, well, you're, you're the one jumping around from bed to bed, talking to people like, you know, doing what you're doing. And, um, and then at that point, and she admitted this, mm-hmm. I'd just blown her whole cover of, of this, this uh, social, beautiful person, but she actually was. Did she, she say something? Because uh, this, this was yeah. one of our questions here. So we can just go, yeah. we can just go into it because you've done a great job yeah. explaining everything. And that, yeah. Yeah. did she say something at Tribal? Because it's so easy for everyone to sit on their couches and sit here and judge and be like, oh, Dave, what are you doing? You're ruining your game. That was such a stupid move and yada, yada, yada. It's different when you're on the island and you don't hear yeah. everyone. You, you know, you have no idea that Sam is really putting up a fight for you. We don't see Sam go to you d- directly and say, Dave, I, I, I got your back. I'm helping you out. We just see her kind of doing it behind the scenes and everything. So obviously it's easier for us to say, oh, Dave, why are you doing that? You know, why are you calling her out? But it's harder when you're on the island. It's much harder. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't even imagine it. I haven't been out there, but I know it's harder. But is was there something she said at Tribal that made you target Sam directly to, to where you were saying, well, she's the social butterfly over here? Or was that kind of like a last ditch effort because you knew you were on the chopping board? Well, this is this is the thing. So I was there to stir it up. I um, and 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 I wanted to expose some of that gameplay. And I'd seen, and I'd woken up with Sam. So Sam and I, you know, she's wanting, she's come on over, let's work together. And then I've been watching her going, holy smokes, she is just going from person to person saying the same thing. So I lost a lot of trust out of that thinking. So she's just telling everyone the same thing to get all the stories. And I thought, this is amazing. She is just, she is just going to, she'll be going control this tribe in no time. So I wanted to just expose that i didn't necessarily want to mention her by name but jonathan sort of pressed and pressed she got offended at something i'd said and i can't quite recall what triggered it so she's had a crack and then i've gone well you're the social butterfly jumping from bed to bed that set it off in her interviews i think the interview the next day she actually said well dave had just blown my cover i had to he had to go because he was just going to tell everyone that that was my game plan and um, and there she steps up and gets everybody <laughs> to, vote, <laughs> yeah. to vote for her, which is it just, was very hard to thinking, watch. <laughs> oh my god! And I, but because I'm just thinking, wow, yes, because I did mention one of my things going in was not to offend people. Don't don't try whatever you do not to offend. You can talk facts and stuff, but the moment you offend someone, they're very hard to recover. And what had happened? She was offended. And just went, no, nah, I'm going to wipe this guy off the planet. I was, <laughs> I was begging you, Dave, to, to play your idol. I'm like, if, if, if Dave doesn't play his idol here, this is going to be a terrible look for you, man. Because I was like, this would be terrible here. Because it, it seemed well, so obvious at that point that you were the one going home. Yeah, yeah. I had a rush of power at that point because... I had the idol there and I'd stirred it up and, and you get to a tipping point where you go, there's no recovery from this. And I went, no, you know what? And then I gave it some. And this was this is where Juicy came from because the guys said, we never want to see Juicy again. Can you, we, we like Camp Dave. Juicy Dave is too wild. That cannot happen again. You know, like, <laughs> because I just let them have it. And they didn't play any of that. And, and you know, it's all timing and all that. And, uh, but, but I was just... Because I had this rush because I knew 
yes, they're going to vote all against me, so they're going to cop it now, and I'm just going to save myself. And then here's what I thought. So tomorrow will be a challenge day, uh, and that'll be a food reward challenge, sorry. And then the next day will be a tribal challenge. So if we lose that, I've at least got two days to work on them. If we win that, then it's four days. So I can recover from this if I can actually just get some time play. So in my mind, I'm thinking, no, this is this is this is good. My next decision is who do I vote for here? Because if everyone's voting me, I might actually bump Sam out the window. And this is where she's clever. <laughs> Super smart. I'm trying to remember who goes home. It was so long ago. Who went home that that episode? Kate. It was that's Kate. right. Yeah, it was Kate. Yes. yes. So so Sam is is that onto it that she's actually gone, if everyone votes Dave, he could actually vote me out. So she's gone and voted a wild card Sandra. Now this is this is big. This is this see, this is the stuff that like cas- yeah, that this is the casual fans where <laughs> they don't look back at this and, and realize that yeah. in Sam's game. They just forget about that. Like that's yeah. a, like yeah. you said, that's a huge move. Master play. And it also, it played so well for her because, of course, Sandra gets obsessed with anyone who's voted for her. And who's the biggest target? Who's the guy blowing <laughs> himself up? <laughs> and what Sandra said, play, that, that, that trouble was a shit show, she said. It was... <laughs> so Sam has One lined of the classic lines this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has lined me up. To take now, Sam is just protecting herself because she's thought if Dave votes me and everyone else votes him, then it's a then it's a draw. One Sandra, one me, and everyone will just go, "Wow, you know what's going on." So as it turned out, I went um, no, no, I went into mode and I went. The tribe needs to be strong. We need the strongest so we don't get to another tribal. We need to win more. So in my mind, at that point, Kate was the choice, and we ended up voting Kate out, which she thought she was on the chopping block, and then she saw me going on Johnson's. <laughs> she's like, I got it. Saying, this is that. great. <laughs> and then she's still out the and door. Then, that's the so, most survival phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> that's the game of Survivor. And I, I was happy to see you still in the game, but I do yeah. have to say, going back to it, I was like, there's no way he makes passes. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say on the whole juicy part that got us started yeah. here is learning that Juice Juicy Dave is actually an alter ego is super exciting to find out. We had so many Batman references this season. Everyone wants yeah. to talk about Two Face and the Joker. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah. time I watch a Batman movie, I want to see when the the Juicy character <laughs> chimes in. <laughs> some side That's character right. here. <laughs> but the reason some I thought card. exactly, exactly. The reason I thought you were you're down and out, and there's no way you could continue in this game was we don't see this a lot on Survivor. When someone blows up their game and then they just continue blowing up their game as the show goes on. We talked about on the podcast at the time, this is what Dave needs to do if he wants to stay in the game. And we didn't think he'd actually do it, but you did. You go back to camp and you yourself do a masterful move and you say, okay, I really pissed everyone off here. I need to kind of take a step back and just kind of play my cards right and go along with the flow. And you end up making it, and we'll talk about the end of the game later, but you end up making it to day 42. So walk me through what was going through that decision mm. here and kind of, okay, mm. I need to take a step back and reevaluate yeah. where I am with this tribe. 
I think Jonathan said it. The uh, wolf uh, wolves hunt as a pack, but it's a it's a the lone wolf can go very hungry. And um and I'm walking back, just going, "What have I done? <laughs> Holy smoke!" Because Sam Sam when she walked past me, she says, "Smooth move." She was impressed. Yeah, she was impressed. And um, um, saving myself like that, and then we walk back, and I'm just thinking, "Holy smokes, this is going to be this is going to be a pretty tough night going back to camp and um, then carrying on." So, but then I get into hard mode, and I go, "You know what? Bring it on, people! I'll I'll deal with it." And uh, I get back to camp, and of course, everyone wants Sam, especially wants to know what on earth are you doing. So <laughs> then I play it as then I play it back as not a premeditated sort of event. But as a, um, you know, paranoia got the worst of me, you know, and her and I had a bit of connection there because she said, okay, I get you now. I spoke to you and said you were covered, so you should have understood that was covered. And I said, yeah, you spoke to me and then, and then didn't include Went to everyone else. else, yeah. And I said, and I'm a person that needs cross-reference of information. So one person saying this or doing that is not enough. I need to cross-reference it. And there was no reference to it. So she, and she's clever. So she goes, from then on, communication was about cross-referencing for me. And she said, Dave, and you can check this with, you know. <laughs> she'd do that. And our communication became really good. And that's, so I went to her and I said, and, and this is, I pulled her aside from the rest and I said, so what do you reckon I've got to do to recover here? Really? She's clever. She's social, yeah. And she said, wow, you've got a long way to go. There's people pissed <laughs> off with that. And I, and I said, yeah, but. In the end of the day, I was just, that was just, I was just blown up, the paranoia, you know, the pressure. This is the first time I'm a new player. And she goes, well, you'd have to apologise. So that night, and it showed a bit of it, I think, on, the, on this series, the, um, that night I got up there and said, guys, before we go to bed, I just want to, I just want to say something and fully apologise, fully just said, I blew up. I know I put everyone in an uncomfortable position. I spotted people out and I made it uncomfortable. And, and um, you know, that I apologise profusely for that and uh, you probably won't see that again, but it's it's just this communication thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, everyone, everyone sort of went, well, good on you for doing that in a public forum and being able, humble enough to be able to say it, you know, because I could have taken two ways. I'm going I'm to just charge in there and keep swinging the sword or mm-hmm. yield to it. And um, away we go. That's right. (laughs) Look, my whole game plan. I I was the oldest guy on the show, so so. And I listened to Haley's podcast, and and uh, she said, "Oh, typically the oldest go first. So I never mentioned my age. And the thing was, I I just knew I had to. I was always at a point where I was vulnerable, so I had to just befriend these people." And um, it was a matter of just getting in the camp, telling stories and becoming part of that, that life. This is my favorite part about doing the interviews. Stuff like that, you said, you going up to Sam and asking her, what do I need to do to get out of this? Apologizing to the entire tribe. This is stuff that we just don't see. Instead, we see they, the edit shows you like off on your lonesome. And I'm like, someone just like talks this? to Dave. Like this? Yeah. Kicking, someone, kicking cans? Someone just go to Lonely Dave. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this is so hard to watch. I feel so bad Don't for you. the guy. You were, like, you were like that kid at school that just outed everyone out and no one wanted to talk to you. So I'm happy, I'm happy to hear that behind the scenes. 
uh, there were people talking to you and everything. Still there? Yeah, oh, just hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're all good. Uh, but yeah. the true dynamic of the game, you know, we can get into all of this, you know, what actually went into gameplay and moving forward in the game, but we, we can't miss the blood mm. versus water part of this season, mm. which I'm everybody mm. loves. Um, mm. You got to play with your daughter, Brianna. Is it okay? You gotta, you gotta fill me in here. Is it Brianna or yeah. Brianna? Brianna. Brianna. See over here. I kept yeah. saying Brianna because we go the Anne over here in the States. So you get away I, with it with American accent. <laughs> so that's all good. I kept thinking, it's I'm like, Brianna. I feel like it's Brianna. Yeah. But you got to play the game with her on one hand. And then on the other hand, you guys never got on the same tribe, unfortunately, together. And we see there's multiple emotional parts this season. There's the moment you find out she got voted off from the water tribe. And then a little later down the road, when you get voted out, we see a very emotional um, exit kind of scene where you say, you know, how much this game means to her. So there's a two part to this. How did this all get started with you two going on the show together? Who started uh, the talk of, hey, we should really do this. And then the second part to this is when you found out she was no longer in the game. How hard did that really hit you in that moment? Yeah, no, good, good questions. The, um, so, <laughs> so Brianna is obviously the super fan. Brianna has applied for Survivor. Uh, one of the early series, either one or two in Australia, Survivor, and got close. And, and it was a heart condition thing that they basically said, mm. oh, too risky, and she got popped off and someone else got in there who ended up going a long way, I think. Um, Brianna is one of these goal-setting people, and she, she said, um, I'd introduce the family to Survivor, and then she took it that bit further and said, before I die, I am going to be on the game of Survivor. And so it came up again and she applied. She calls me at work and says, Dad, can you check over my video? And da, 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 I'm going to send it in. Looked at it, showed some of the work here, and I went, oh, that's fantastic. Sends it in there. Calls up and says, Dad, I think I think they're interested. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. Keep going. Says, uh, calls me up a week later. Dad, Dad, mate, getting further than ever before. I think I'm, I think I'm in with a shot here. I said, this is amazing. Go for it, darling. This is what you always wanted. It's your dream. She said, oh, they just want to meet one of the family members. I said, oh, that's interesting. What's that about? And they said, didn't say. Just want to meet someone. I said, right. So what are you going to talk to Mila? She says, no, it doesn't work timing-wise in America. Oh, right. You're going on with your brother or something? And she said, no, no, Connor won't do it. I said, well, you're going on with your mum. She said, I'd never go on survival with mum. Said, so you were on. the last what? option. Hold, hold on. <laughs> this is this is I'm gone. What are you talking about? She goes, Dad, no, we've got an interview with you. You have got an interview tomorrow at 6 p.m. with the executive producer. Dad, you've got to do this. This is my dream. Come on. <laughs> and I'm at work here. I was gonna say, to are you in the middle at work of work when this oh. is going on? I'm dropping through the floor just going, What are you are you crazy? What are you talking about? <laughs> She said, Dad, just just do it. Just do it. Just just go the step. Until they ask you, you have to commit to this date, just roll with it. And this is part of the, this flexibility thing. You know, you can't you can be very rigid and go, I can't do it, therefore dream ended. I went, Yeah, okay, I'll do the interview. But and she said, they probably won't like you anyway, Dad. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> Not with that attitude, they won't. <laughs> Anyway, we get the interview. 
They said, we'll get back to you within a week. Uh, nothing happened in a week. And I said, I called her up and I said, how'd how it go? I said, oh, I haven't heard anything. And she said, oh, it's a bit strange. They should have by now. Uh, and I'm just going, you know, well, I did my bit, you know. Uh, about a week and three quarters. <laughs> they loved you. <laughs> and you realize, Juicy Dave realizes at this moment, <laughs> he messed up. <laughs> now I've got to come up. Now it's like, what am I going to tell? How do I explain this to work? What are we, what's, what's this entail entirely? And, you know, next minute there's medicals, there's physicals, <clears throat> there's psychological testing and, and a whole bunch of info. And it just so happens that a tenant we're working on with a project here had gone with another developer and left this void, with, when, which exactly happened at the time this ran. So I ran it and ran it and ran it. And this only happened late because there's a point where I was talking to the psych and he says, anything concerning you? And I said, well, reality is I don't know if I can actually go on the show. And then they went, you need to, Brownie, you need to find someone else. Went through all the cousins and everyone, no, nah, came back to me. This tenant left, which left this opening. And I said, yeah, well, I probably can do it. Bang, here we go. We're on. Next minute we're getting flown up in the isolation. Unbelievable. You never thought about going on the show yourself, like beforehand? Because you said you got the family kind of into the show. Yeah, I used to work away and I, I just watched the American Survivor. I said, guys, you got to watch this show. This is like a, this is, this is like a, a social experiment on TV. It is awesome to watch. Never realizing that I'd ever be part of the lab rat um, being watched. And I always said, this was Brianna's dream and probably my nightmare. It's like, <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> going on TV at my age, you know, career and everything, you know, I've done all this and going on to TV, getting critiqued, playing with young, cool dudes who just want to get rid of you or bash you. And, you know, and I'm just thinking, no, this is, this has got to be my worst nightmare. And here I was signing up for the whole show. So that was, that was crazy. But experience of a lifetime, tick, absolutely. And, and what a great game. The, um, to answer the second part of it, the when Brianna got voted out. Now they asked me before. They said, um, Jonathan said, "Are you worried about Brianna tonight in the in the trial?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I am worried because you had the sock. So it's one sock down, one sock up meant you're in trouble. Two socks up, idle. Socks um, down, all good." So that that's and something so, that you guys had. Yeah, we had a little code. So I'd seen her come in. And she had the one sock down, one sock up, and I'm going, oh, she must have messed up the thing because she's a social kid. She knows how to handle herself. So I couldn't imagine that she'd be in trouble so early. But then, you know, I went, oh, well. And then Jonathan's saying, oh, you worried about Brianna and I? I said, no, you know, no. and I knew that she could be in trouble with the code. And I said, look, she's a great kid and she knows how to handle herself and, and she's a great team member and they'd be crazy to get rid of her. And then coming back to the next challenge and she's gone. I just, it just, it tore my heart out because I knew this was her dream and I knew she had so much potential play there and, you know, couldn't work out why on earth that they'd vote her out. <coughs> as, it, as it turns out, she went in with the uh, the jets blazing. She maybe needed to cool those jets just a bit. But, uh, you know, but she was a game player. She was always, and she's fearless. So, when she got voted out, I just went, you know, I can't waste this opportunity. I've got to get serious and, and go my hardest to 
do the best for the family now that she's out prematurely as far as I was concerned. Because we went in there and I said, look, probably the way it's going to work, I'll get in there, survive, a, uh, hopefully survive the first trial, knocked off the second trial, and then um, you take away and win it. <laughs> <laughs> if, we both, if we both get through, then we'll have some good, good times because it, it would be great would have been great to be playing with her. It was definitely one of the most emotional parts of the season. Um, just, I was going to tell her this when I speak with her, I see the type of player that I will probably end up being a lot in her, like kind of that yeah. social butterfly yeah. type person. And even when yeah. you said that, she said, you know, I will be on survivor uh, before I die. I've said that exact thing word for word to my family. So I, it, oh, felt, very, <laughs> it felt very personal to me. I didn't have this question written down, but I just thought of it. Was it harder watching it back? Uh, you know, watching what happened with her or was it harder, you know, oh. when you were on the show and it actually happened in the moment? Um, two things there. And, and uh, the moment that she was off, that was true blue, chin quivering, and then this fierceness of just they will pay for the done scenario came over me i just went no we're winning this and we're gonna, we're gonna make them suffer um and i really had some targets <clears throat> and um and then but to watch it un, unravel for her was was even it was just as hard you know it was mm. like i couldn't understand what had happened but when i did see it i went oh and you know it was awful to watch too wasn't it just um just seeing her taking on you know and and overplaying it the way the edit was obviously that's the edit that chop it up and make a whole series of, of things into one that makes it super intense and you say why would you do that but um yeah it was difficult yeah, yeah you difficult definitely you, def you definitely made the family proud i know you know made brianna proud even the moment <laughs> you that next challenge was pro probably the hardest challenge we saw all season and it was that sandbags challenge. And you were, oh. you were the one that climbed up on the sandbags, rang that bell. And if I remember correctly, you let out this loud scream. Oh. And it felt so Jeez. good for you to be in that moment. <laughs> I do want to cover this really quickly because yeah, I thought yeah. this was one of the best moments of the season. And I think I should have nominated it for funniest <clears throat> moment because it, really, it was really cool to see you take Khan to the Survivor Storm. We we talked about it briefly because that's where you got the uh, the immunity idol, the mm, super idol. Mm, um, mm. But then you had a decision to make, not knowing that Khan was pretty much the reason Brianna was no longer in the game. You could either take three items back to your camp or you can share it with Khan and let him have an item or so. And you said no. We are not doing this. And Khan's like, you're seriously not going to give me an item. And you just pull out, not a chance. And it was wonderful to see. Was that, you knew you weren't going to give him anything heading into the, the Survivor store? I, I had an inkling that he would be part of the Brianna demise. Him and Chrissy, they were the two, were the two that I went, those two were going to pay for it. I, like, I was death staring Chrissy as much as I could. And, um, and to get the opportunity to take Khan to the store. And then, yeah, he said, if you if you send me in there with nothing, I how do I you know 
to me, that was like rolling a grenade into the camp. I just <laughs> to classic me was, line. You remember the line you said? <laughs> <laughs> just gonna roll that grenade in there because I wanted him to to blow up. I wanted it to be the most awkward thing, and that whole camp to get unravelled a bit, you know, for for this this whole exercise. So yeah, there was no way I was yielding, and he's a charismatic guy. Like he, he can convince most things, but there was no way he was getting anything from me. I wanted him to go in uncomfortable. <laughs> and I wanted him to. To suffer, and <laughs> that's where that—that that was your evil villain arc, right there. That's where yeah. you kind of turned. Yeah, that's right. Because at that point, it was like, no, 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 they can, they can uh, suffer for this. <laughs> and um, as it turned out, he played it well because he just told them outright that he had an idol, effectively. And um, and then it, it sort of hosed it down. So it was a little bit of a anticlimax for me. In my mind, I'm just thinking him getting mauled by the wolves, you know, like. But um, didn't quite happen like that. It, obviously, everyone would have loved to see you guys uh, play play together. It would have been interesting to see how you guys work together. I think it could have been kind of a good cop, bad cop, depending on if Juicy Dave really came out. You know, when when Brianna was still in the game or not. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. we have to talk about your game as well because it's not it's not just you know you had that one moment with Sam and that was it for the rest of the season. We got to talk about one of the biggest moments where the game changed when all of us thought that Mark, Josh, and Jordy and the group were just going to, well, not Jordy, but kind of run over everyone here, you know, kind of pagong them, excuse me, towards the end. And that was KJ got her huge advantage in the game. She sent uh, Josh, I'm trying to remember, it's been, <laughs> she sent a few people away from the- Josh, Mark, and, and that's, it was Sam, Sam what would it be? No, Sam was. The, uh... It was Sam was there because it was between Sam and. Oh uh, yes, sorry, yes, Jordan. Absolutely. Jordan. Uh, that's right. Can't remember. Yeah, it was definitely Josh and um, and Mark. Chrissy, was it Chrissy? Could have been, yeah, because it was taking out the the main players. Yeah, it would have been Chrissy. Yeah, I yeah, think it was so Chrissy. So that yeah. left basically KJ, Jordy, Shay, you, Jordan, and Sam left at that tribal. And this is where Juicy Dave decided to make the decision to flip, go with the people who went to purgatory and vote off Jordan, ultimately changing the game, pissing Josh off. So what was going behind this decision? Because it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, you and Chrissy for weeks had kind of been talking back and forth based off Mm -hmm. what we saw Mm -hmm. about is there a second idol? Should we be more concerned about this? Um, should we flip? And for the longest time, you guys were staying with Josh and Mark. And then that was really the key turning point of the game. So what what happened there, Juicy? Walk me through. Yeah, this is good insight because um, because they don't, they, and difficult, through the edit, it's difficult to pick up any of that. But so we ended up down to our final six. So it was Mark and Sam, Josh and Jordan, Chrissy and I, and then the other three were at Purgatory. So that was the final six. And that that point there, everyone's, um, you know, yeah, here we are. What a great bunch of people. However, the reality is you just want to be sixth, um, better than what I can, but um, you just want to be part of it or do you want to win it? And, and uh, I'm going, I am at the end of the road here there is no way around this it's blocked by two partners so chris has got no way around it here and um what am i going to do 
And I just, I was racking my brain. And then constantly I was with Josh saying, mate, these guys, these guys have got two, one idol we know, two idols. There's a point where they will just step straight in, play those regardless and step straight into the final. We've got to do something about it. And Josh was not convinced about the second one. And it is stubborn. He's were as you, stubborn as a Were kid. you believing, really quick, I know I'm interrupting here, mm, um, but no. were you believing that second idol? Because that was the and, biggest talking I went, <laughs> I went in and out of it because it was, because this is the problem with Geordie. Geordie, you know, classic gameplay, but the guy had so many deals going. When he came out of that, he thought he was going to work with Mark and Sam, so he told everyone that just taken the idol home. Then he, then he works out that Sam and Mark are going to stitch him up royally. So he changes his story that Sam's got the idol. Just didn't make sense that a clever guy like Jess would give his idol away to Sam yeah. and Sam would end up owning it, voting him out. That it's just too beyond comprehension. However, he was so convinced about it, and this is why I said in one of those trials, we either got the greatest liar on earth over here or the greatest liar on Oscar, Oscar-worthy <laughs> performances. <laughs> and we find out who it is ultimately. But, but he, was, he was like Kay General, so he, he, he was desperate to come up with anything, and that story was as wild as it could get, but it was so beyond comprehension that you had to go, there might be something in this. So initially he didn't believe it. Then I did believe it, and then he did something else that sort of that sort of eroded it. And I just went, yeah, maybe that is all rubbish because those guys were top <laughs> top notch acting. It was so it was difficult. But either either way, he still had one, so he was still a block. And so I was trying to convince him. And then um, Chrissy came to me, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. She came to me at one point and said, "Why isn't anyone talking strap with me?" He said, "Because because what are you playing? Are you playing anything?" <laughs> And she goes, um, well, I want to. And I said, well, when you're ready, you come to me. We'll, we'll put a plan together. She came to me and said, what have I got to do? And I said, okay, so obviously you've got to make a move now. And if you, me, KJ, end up in three, if you made a move on, your, on Josh, now you're going to have to make a move at some point. If you made a move now, it would be one of the greatest moves of the whole game that could win you the game. I said, so we knock off Josh, get rid of Jordan. Um, Mark and Sam would take them out with the rest of us. Be Shay, KJ, you, you and me, and we end up you, us three, fighting it out at the end. And we've all got a story, different stories. KJ's got that that master move. You've got your um, that that move, and I'll just fight on there. There's a survivor, so fair play. So she actually was at that point where she was contemplating all that. Um, Kate, but at this point, we're at a block and I just can't can't move Josh. Chrissy's on the fence and I'm just going, where it's a star, mate, and I don't know how. And I was so frustrated. And KJ, before lockdown, before that trial, KJ says, Dave, I need to talk to you. And Sam once again spotted this. She knew something was up. Um, she said, okay, sit down. We've got five minutes. I said, right on. She said, here's what we've got. And this is her brilliance. KJ had had that for overnight and she'd actually thought about exactly how she wanted to go and she wanted someone who was on board with it. I was the most frustrated guy on earth right there and she just gave 
the answer to blow this thing sky high <laughs> and create something great. <laughs> and to me, it was either Sam or Sam or jo- um, Jordan was was the targets. Either way, it was busting up the the partners. Sam was actually the real target because we thought we had to weaken that that double idol. That thing. was that was my other question. There is it was kind of. I was wondering why you guys went Jordan instead of Sam. I assume it was because you guys didn't know, like this is your one opportunity to flip the game and you don't know if Sam has an idol with her or not. And if she played it, that would have ruined the plan. Absolutely. hundred percent correct. Once again, acting 101 top notch, whether she had the idol there or not, mm-hmm. she had said, well, I've Reach got for it. Play it. Yeah. I'm going to play it for me. There was no way we're going to ruin this advantage by taking a second guess. It had to be a clean one-stop, sh- a clean kill, one bullet done. And so it ended up, poor old Jordan was the, was the scapegoat there, which I ended up using Sam's, you know, I'm going to play it for me to convince uh, Josh that um, she needed to go. So it ended up working out. So it was a master play by KJ to actually send the right people home because she could have done it otherwise. She masterminded to allow the opportunity, found the guy that wanted to, wanted to break up the stalemate and um, executed to perfection, I thought. It was definitely one of the best moves all season, and I'm not just saying that because I have you here. I know the audiences. <laughs> I know the audiences were begging for something. Just watching you and Chrissy go along with the guys, we were like, come on, please flip on them, because Josh and Mark were such in a powerful position um so wonderful job to you that was a great move yeah thanks and it's all about timing i mean i you know i was copying a flogging from work and people you know going are you ever going to do anything you know (laughs) and just go but but there's no point when you're on a gravy train going off and eating soup you've got the gravy so write it but then there's a point the timing and the timing we're like the KJ uh, advantage, and this is Survivor, there's always a twist. You know, it had come and it was like time to strike. This is it. Well, let's talk about how your game came to an end here. And it was, Mm. we were down to the final seven, that key moment, and it was actually a, this is when Mark played his first idol, I believe. And it came down to a 2-2 draw then between you and Josh. And I wrote it down and I think I, I had it down somewhere, but I think it was Chrissy and Shay who ended up switching their votes to you instead. So Mm. my question is, in that moment, I'm watching it and I'm like, why are you eliminating Juicy Dave here instead of keeping him as a number? And I'm sure you're going to be like, well, that's a question for them. But do you have any reason why they flipped to you in that spot instead of going Josh, who was by far no offense, but probably leading the game at this point? Oh, absolutely. So this this is the um, this is the conundrum. The, interesting enough, I'll just backstory a little bit. KJ in that tribal because Shay was talking and that, and KJ said we, we need to change. She said I'm going to change. No, we need to look at changing our votes because we're going to vote um, Mark. So the idea was to flush out the idols. So mm-hmm. we're going to vote um, uh, Mark or Geordie. Um, and those guys were voting Geordie, uh, we're voting Mark, and if Mark didn't play his idol, he was going home. So perfect numbers worked and everything. Then KJ said, we need to play, change the vote. And, and I thought she was 
And there's, here's the greatest mistake of my game right here. Because Shay was talking, I thought she was getting convinced by Shay. I said, no, you cannot listen to that. That's just noise. Um, stay, stay. However, I changed my vote and I changed it to Geordie. And I, if I'd said to her, switch to Geordie, Geordie would have gone home. Mark would have played his idol in vain. I would have been the only guy who'd played the idol correctly. And then I would have got that opportunity to go back in there with KJ much stronger and Chrissy. Whoa, on the that is close. a huge game chain altering moment. Like if that one. Yes. Down. Yes. And, and it was that close. And it was only myself get, freaking out that she was, because uh, I thought she was going to change with Shay, what Shay was saying. But I realized after that she was saying we should change it. So I did change it because I felt something was up. And I went, no, no, let's just get Geordie out. He's got to go. And, yeah, so that that's one of those moments where you go, there may have been a real opportunity had that happened. It didn't. I think it was, now what that might... you say that, it wasn't between you and you and Josh. It was you and Geordie. That's what it was. Yes. I believe. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my, fa- yeah, my yeah, fault. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And then, and then, so because of my one change vote, it became a draw, which sort of blew them away because, they're like, oh, who's changed flipped? But imagine that if KJ had done it to Geordie at the oh goal. The joke are out. <laughs> Looking back, that that was that was my very next question. You just answered it there. I was gonna ask yeah. once we got past this, is there any moment that you regret in the game? And I think you just told me the moment that you regret in the game. That is it. That is it. And um and you just never know where it could have gone to from there. And the fact that Mark would have played his idol in vain, uh, you know, it was just gold. Um, but he ends up playing it correctly, saving himself, ends up being a draw. And, um, and then um, now why they, why they were throwing me under the bus is mm-hmm. because my conversations with Chrissy, so Mark and Josh were working closely with Chrissy. Chrissy is very social, talks a lot. The, they realised that they were losing control. They realised, because I was getting in my head, I said, you have to make a move on the big boys for your game. Don't, and I said, don't leave it to the end where you're forced to play it because that's not a game play then. That's just force to play. Mm-hmm. I said, play it now when you've got choices to vote everybody else, but you, you flip because I said, do you want to win the money or you want to make friends? And that was her decision. And uh, she decided that she preferred to make friends. The, before we wrap up... <laughs> The, the game side of things. I have a question. There was only one thing I couldn't figure out about your gameplay. And that was, you kept getting referred to as a wild card. Everyone in their confessionals kept saying, well, Juicy Dave, he's a wild card. You don't know where he's going to go. I only saw you really, from what I can remember, and there's so much Survivor coverage with your season and the US season now and everything. Mm-hmm. From what mm-hmm. I remember, there was that one big flip. And you seemed pretty loyal outside of that. Were you playing both sides the entire time? Uh, did they have a reason to kind of say that you were like a wild card player? Or do you believe you were you were mostly trustworthy when you got an alliance, you stuck with them for the most part? In that middle uh, red um, red tribe 2.0, uh-huh. the second phase, the uh, tribe swap, that's where a lot of loyalty was born. Like that was the, the big boys alliance. The regulators. Yeah, the regulators we call it. <laughs> And <laughs> we're regulating, and um, <laughs> even a song, and but um, 
and that was that was a born out of loyalty, and that's that's why where the trust and everything become because they were voting trying to vote me out in the first one early, and you hear Jordan say, "No, he's too valuable in in challenges," and that was my thing. If I was going to be old, I had to be fierce, and then I had to be loyal, and then and then it was every man for himself. And the point was, I said to Mark, I said, "I'm a gun for hire, mate," so I'm I'm in it. And then we got the regulators, you know, did all that stuff. I always kept them. I'm with you, but but understand that that I'm not blindly with you. You kept your options open. They, yeah, and and the thing was, and I felt I needed to keep them a little uneasy so I could actually maneuver a bit. In hindsight, maybe I should have just done a full bluff with them and gone sideways. Um. But that's not just the way I was. I was just, mm-hmm. you know, I'd never give them, never give, them, never go blindly into it, and and that's where maybe that wild card was because it always, you know, have to think about it, cross reference it, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, in hindsight, maybe and advice to other players, even if you're wanting to do that, that flippy stuff. And I think Dave, the Golden God, does it so well. He's so invested in one guy and then just slips it complete one eighty, yeah. Oh, complete 180. Just takes everyone out of the park. Now, that's what I needed to probably do in hindsight. Well, unfortunately, we had to see you go on that day 42. Thank you for correcting me again. <laughs> I was so funny when it, for those of you who don't yeah, well, know, I, I messaged then, him. I messaged him and said, okay, here's what we're doing for the podcast. Um, and on it, it said you left day 21. We were reading up, making sure we covered everything, and you left on episode 21, not day 21. <laughs> you earn every hour out there, so you don't want to be ripped off an hour, never mind days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I totally hear you. But your job in, yeah. in the game wasn't completely done. I do have to get your opinion on that mm. final that final vote. You ended up voting for Mark, as did everyone else. Was there any way that Shay or Chrissy could get your vote? Or were you, Mark, you were walking into that tribal council, you knew you were probably voting Mark? What? My, one of the great regrets of the edit was that they never showed any of my jury speech. And Mark Wales actually puts it up there. Pull it out of the vault and play the best speech of the night. It's on his own thing. Because I... I absolutely let them all have it because here's the blood versus water twist that I thought was absolutely epic. They voted my daughter out in, you know, in that first week or so, right in the beginning. And here I am at the 47 at the last day and every single one of you three had something to do with Brianna's demise. And the blood versus water is now I get to choose who actually played uh, rightfully or wrongfully against Brianna. And I just went, that's the greatest twist on earth because <laughs> in normal Survivor, yes, you have friends and stuff and, and moves yeah. get made, but when it's your blood, 26 years, daughter, and someone's done the dirty and they're all sitting there begging for your vote, that's the opportunity to just just go, hold on, <laughs> let's, let's rewind for a second. This is blood versus water. And that was the twist to me. I just went, this is golf. I've, and I just put it on them. I just said, Chrissy, you, Man, blah, blah, blah. Shay, why could we not you, see that? But, <laughs> oh, this is why Mark said it was awesome. 
um, Shay, you are the greatest. You know, you 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 um, t- um, turned on her when she thought you were a friend and all this, and I knew all this stuff because I built it up over the. Yeah, it was cross-referencing all those stories. <laughs> and even with Mark, I gave him a hard time. I said, Mark, you've played such a linear game, man. You've been in the top majority. You end up with two, um, top majority all the way through. Um, you've you've ended up with two idols. I had one idol and knew how powerful that was. And you had two. And so you, if you look at the cross-section of experiences as a survivor, I probably lived a lot of it, but you've done this linear uh, and he, he actually took that on and said, yeah, you know, he's probably right. I mean, <laughs> good way of looking at it. When I, but when you go out with our play at last, Mark, tick, tick, tick. When you look at um, Shay, you go, look, play, man. What a great challenge. But everything else was left wanting. Mm-hmm. Chrissy played social. Unbelievable. Like she, the fact that she got there in the end after, you know, and you have to knowing nothing it. about the game, but, yeah. Correct. But when you had the opportunity, and this is what burned me, I said, when you had the opportunity to play, you know, to outwit, because you outlasted, but you didn't outplay and out, uh, outwit. You had the opportunity, I gave it to you on a plate there, but you didn't take it. So to me, you tick one box as well. So there's no way those guys, and, and even Sam and Mark's moves and everything, I respected that that was just, you know, phenomenal teamship. To get, not to play an idol for Sam, to allow her to go, to look like the most callous husband on earth, send his wife into the jury so she can do her business in the jury and have some influence, maybe, not not meant to be, (laughs) but just is in there at least. Masterful move. Uh, I mean, you had a pretty long relationship with Mark too, right? Going Mm. back to the the Blood 2.0 tribe, as you stated and stuff. So I thought as well that friendship, maybe, you know, you guys work together. Maybe that went into it a little bit as well. They asked me a question, what was the scariest moment? And I said, well, here I am. We're playing that football game up to our knees and water and everything. The ball gets thrown out, goes straight to Mark. And I'm looking around, who's going to take this bloke out? 117 kilograms <laughs> of trained killer, <laughs> trained killer. And it was me. And I'm just, and so I'm running in slow motion because I can't, move any faster running yeah. in slow motion going brianna what have you done <laughs> i'm about to throw myself into this killing machine i end up i end up he palms me off like absolute face plant like i'm nothing but I've, I've managed to maneuver and i've got under his arm and driven him into the water and out of that he's 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 gone um he walked past <coughs> when they were going they'd won that and they were heading off to camp he walks past and says dangerous day <laughs> and um and there was a respect thing there because I might have been the oldest, but I had some fire about me and I, I liked him. And um, when he came into the, um, the tribe swap, I, you know, he and I would talk stories and, and business and stuff. And just, yeah, we got on. And I got on with Josh and I got on with Jay. Jay, man, was my uh, was so my original have, bro. So we have Father Dave, we have Juicy Dave, <laughs> and now we have Dangerous Dave. <laughs> so you got also it. Decoy Dave. Did you remember Decoy Dave? Okay. <laughs> I remember Decoy Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have a man, man of what a ton of personalities here yeah, <laughs> well yeah, i got one final awesome. question for you and then we have a few mm. fan questions really quick before we okay, wrap all this up i was a huge fan of your game if you haven't been able to no. tell that absolutely love the entire journey um there's more especially you know casual fans just look at it from the game side of things but 
Survivor nerds. We have to go deeper than that. And we know after the game, you leave with so much more than just the memories you make in the game. You leave with friendships that are going to last a lifetime. Juryville looks like the funnest, or fun, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Yeah. The most fun. This is right. <laughs> yeah. The most fun party in the world. And we, we keep up with you guys on social media as well and see all the times you go out and hang. So what are you going to take away from, as you've stated, this the experience of a lifetime? What's going to be taken away now that the game has wrapped up and is all finished? Look, you know, it's an amazing thing. Um, Mark put it this way. Um, Mark said, this is the closest thing you, you come to war without going to war, which from an SAS guy, 10, 10 um, tours of Afghanistan, he understands it. He said, because you, you're under pressure constantly and your bonds are formed under that pressure. And even though we're against each other, we're actually for each other because it's 24-7 and there's only an hour out of that where we, we really go gun for each other. And, um, and so there's these unbelievable bonds that you uh, build with people that I think no one else understands unless they've been through it. And so there's that. You've got these links with people, and, and Chrissy and I are good good buddies. We we were we, we had some great laughs. Um, Mark and Sam yeah. and, and Josh, Jordy, Jordan, you know these are guys that uh, I talk to regularly. And and if you're in Melbourne, that's just where the majority of people are. That is party town, you know. Hang out <laughs> with Khan and, and, and Jordy and all those guys. I got to go to and, Melbourne. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. And up here, we, we have some good times too. And uh, we actually had the in the finale, one of the fans here set up a, a the finale in the pub, and he never once had one of the survivor people, you know, castaways, turn up. Anyway, Brown and I said, "Well, let's rock up there." So we rocked up, and then the um, brains versus bronze guys rocked up. So there was actually six six. Castaway this guy had the night of his life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were going off the planet. You know, they're, they're loving it, and, and it was the greatest night out. It was just good people watching a great show. It ended ended well, and then we uh, hit the town. It's incredible. But takeaways, yeah, I think it's that friendships. It's that bonds you have of of an unbelievable experience that you can't sort of explain to someone. And um, the partners struggle a little bit. In, in reality, because they go, what's what? What is this? Why do you need to talk to them? Isn't it over? But it's mm. not. You know, it continues. And I mean, you. I see where Brianna get gets her uh, podcasting skills because you you're just fantastic at this. Answering that <laughs> question, we'll get to it. That was one of our two fan questions. Something to do with uh, after parties and everything. So <laughs> you're just so good at knowing what's next. I almost I almost missed it. I was looking back before we finish up with the fan questions, make sure we didn't miss yes. anything here. Okay. You gotta, you gotta walk us through this medical report. <laughs> I, I heard, I heard something either fun happened or funny or something. You gotta, you gotta walk us through what happened here. Cause if you guys don't know, as soon as they're off the show, as far as I know, and what I've been told, you instantly go to medical, get checked out, get weighed and everything to make sure you're doing great. So walk us through what happens here when you get voted off. Well, these guys have a duty of care to look after us. Like, it's as harsh as it is, and that's real. They have to make sure that people aren't suffering. You know, like, you don't want dietary issues and all that sort of stuff. So they, you, have to have, uh, you have to be checked constantly. Um, and that's a duty of care for people who are looking after you. So that's fine. Um, day one, challenge one, Brianna goes, can't believe it. We're splitting the tribes. 
and I'm up against Brown, and Brown says, don't hurt me, Dad. And I said, no, no, it's all, all good. <laughs> but I said, we've got to fight for our tribe. And she says, yeah, I know, because that's what we agreed to. And, um, and like, in my day job, I don't get to practice jumping off huge ramps of great verticality. Really? Are you just- <laughs> uh, surprise. But, yeah. So... So my technique might have been a little bit off and I've gone, instead of following the slope down, I've sort of launched out and landed on the underside of my rib cage. Oh, I know where this and, is going now. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. <laughs> and, and absolutely smash my ribs, land in the water, can't breathe, got to run over, get the ring. Brianna's jumping on my back trying to tackle me. Is this and, first um, challenge, well, day one? Day one, first challenge, go to medical. And I go, yeah, that could be a broken rib. So the eighth rib uh, on the medical source says eighth rib um, um, suspected broken. So if I look sluggish in some of these things, yes, three days without food, but also every time I moved, it hurt to breathe even. Oh, I'm definitely going back and watching these challenges now. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to yeah. go back. And, and the thing is, being an old guy is one thing, but being a whingy old guy with an injury that's no use to anyone, that's an instant out the door. So I had to keep it to myself. And I just go, there, you, you're right, Juice. And I just, you know, Dave at that point. And I just go, oh, yeah, that's a bit stiff from that thing. But literally, <laughs> and I went to him, went to the doctor, and he just went, no, no, that looks like it could be broken. Two weeks later, I'm climbing up one of the, and this is the one where we're going up the, um, the, the, uh, the cargo net. Yes. And, I, and I'm up there, Mark Wales pulls me. And instead of pulling me up and over, he pulls me across the corner. And so... The 10th rib on the right side snaps that. So <laughs> this one had had two weeks to recover. You need artificial said, ribs. <laughs> he said two to three weeks to recover. Then you'll you'll be breathing normally again. So two weeks later, I do this one. He says, yeah, we think that, yeah, so I saw that happening. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then there was a rotator cuff but with all the shoulder work and stuff. That was um, busted. And then the ankle injury that I did have was re re. Um, aggravated so i was limping around on a, on a ankle that was swollen and, and looked like i'd been sprained and um and then at the end it says and two superficial two two superficial knife cuts <laughs> okay feels- so for those of you listening or watching and and you don't think it's as tough as everyone thinks it is he is telling you it, it is because wow I cannot believe yeah. that's that's my thing is how many injuries so, you know some people so, go through so, just to hear all this. Think of this: so you're going into a challenge and you see climbing, jumping, tackling, pushing, and you've got two ribs that are compromised. The pure adrenaline of the challenge wouldn't feel a thing. Just go into it, and then afterwards you just be going, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> <laughs> but it's the adrenaline. It's amazing what you can do when you're, when you're in a position to have to do it. When we talk about and, all the versions of uh, David here, you can add uh, destroyed Dave <laughs> to, to the list. <laughs> Another one. Absolutely destroyed. <laughs> oh, uh, they said this is one of the, this is one of the most epic um, exit medicals we've seen. You know, good on your juice. <laughs> I was gonna say, next time you go in, you just need to make sure you got everything, everything ready to go. And oh, man, so that's even day to... one, yeah, 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 crazy. And so sleeping. Got... So when you're sleeping on the dirt, yeah, you know, you, you dig yourself a little bum hole, and you, you'd lie there, 
and you'd end up exhausted. So you'd end up sleeping until you woke up with pain from the numbness and everything. So then, you know, with the rims and everything, you'd throw yourself on this side, put your hip on that side, go to sleep again until the pain woke you up. Then you'd go the other side, go to sleep again until the pain woke you up. And you do that about two or three times. and That's the night done. Can be Every can night. be an easy an easy night sleep, can it? <laughs> <laughs> so so and then you get up to do challenges and stuff. So yeah, oh, you, you can look pretty lethargic out there, but that's why you, you know it is. That's that's why us Survivor fans are the most insane people. You just said all that and how hard it is, and I'm still sitting here like, man, I want to go on that show. So <laughs> I gotta get on that show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Until I actually get out there, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I got no, a couple brother. couple fan questions for you here. This comes from Christy on Instagram. First off, thank you guys so much for the questions. So I stated how we saw you guys hanging out a bunch and we saw you at that kind of finale party. I saw you and Brianna both went to that. So Chris asks, favorite watch party moment during the season? Your favorite memory of watching the season back, one that just pops up in your head here. Oh, uh, what was it? There was one there. Oh, yeah, that's no, good. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I need to, I actually need to think about that because there's a couple <laughs> of absolute crackers where I've, um, I think, look, I think it was, look, one of the ones where um, I can't think of this exact one, but the, the greatest liar on earth here or the greatest liar on earth there, there was a couple of those moments where you just, you're just going, I can't believe I actually did that. And I was so fired up and, you know, so convicted to get a point across and stuff. So I think, um, yeah. There's so many good ones. (laughs) It might come back to me. There's the one specifically I remember jumping out of my seat going, well, I look crack up. (laughs) Well, if it it comes to you while we we wrap up here, let me know. But I do have a question. This person asked a question that we always ask on the podcast. It's always the Mm. last thing we ask whenever we interview someone. I think you know where we might be going with this. And uh, this came from Jur13 on Instagram. If they called you for an all-star season, would you come back? And the question that we always like to ask castaways to wrap up the show after we go through their season, would you go back? If they called, if Jonathan said, hey, Juice, come on back (laughs) on the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> would you would you do it or was this kind of like a one-time thing look you know um for one if you're invited back especially as an all-star then that's that's an honor in my regards and and i just go how could you not sort of consider that and go let's make it work to be honest you know um they did ask me that straight out of exit and i just had to do this <laughs> 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 they asked it already if you wanted to come back yeah they asked i think they asked everybody but they asked yeah. me and i was just like wow wow <laughs> i couldn't I couldn't comprehend it. it was just way too soon too much emotion and pain yeah um just been evicted by my buddies you know um yeah oh look one of the i think one of the greatest moments were there was um when they did take me out and i and i actually just off the cuff of my head said said this going back to the previous one question is if if you guys think i'm a greater threat than that bloke sitting there then that's a badge i'm willing to take and <laughs> <laughs> who are you who are you because pointing to who, who are you talking about geordie geordie <laughs> dr Do- dr chaos like he had been so chaotic and been a target for so long 
And then ultimately they evicted me because I was a greater threat at that point in time. So they, if you felt that I was a greater threat than this guy sitting, <laughs> then that's a badge I'm taking with me. And that, that was a point where I actually went, yeah, that's right. Good on you. <laughs> There was a lot of those moments this season where I'm like, what? Is, what, yeah. what? Your threats are all over the place here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, having like let's having Sandra, one of the greatest players, absolutely gunning for you, absolutely wanting you destroyed, and surviving it. That in my in my gameplay, I think you know, wow, to be able to maneuver through that because she was. I tried, and this is something. I tried to do a deal with Sandra because she said, you voted me. And I said, no, I actually didn't. Have you got time for this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was worried about you, man. <laughs> no, no. That's okay. The, um, I said to Sandra, so it was, it was pretty soon after that, the, the shit show, and, she, and uh, she said, yeah, but you voted for me and no one who voted for me can sleep near me because her and I were sleeping buddies there, you know. Yeah, yeah. While I was trying to manoeuvre my way around. And um, and uh, I said, Sandra, but I didn't vote for it. And she said, ah, rubbish, blah, 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 which we now know was Sam. But, yeah, exactly. And I said, but I, but I didn't. And I said, and that night <clears> I said, I brought the, um, I, and this is just for the edit, can't say mm-hmm. camera, but I brought the cameraman along and I went, um, I mean, witness this man. And I said, Sandra, when this show plays in America, you watch it. If I have voted your name, I will transfer you a thousand dollars US into the nominated account. Did she? Did she message you when she saw that? No, no. And I said, I said, if I and she goes, what, what if you didn't? And I said, then we're square. What I'm trying to tell you is, I will pay a thousand dollars if I'm lying to you and it's witnessed here. And I don't want to pay a throwaway thousand dollars. So what I'm yeah. saying is, I didn't vote for you but I'm willing to shake on this. So she shook on it. And I went, now, the fact that I didn't vote for you, people would never realise that you and I could work together. They think we're mortal enemies. We could actually do something great. Now, I thought she was a game player that would buy into that as a real wild card if she trusted me. As I turned away, Sam spotted it, and um, she's throwing me completely under the bus, saying, "Oh, he's trying to tell me that you um, you voted for me and all that stuff." So she burned that bridge completely, <laughs> blew it up, and then stomped on it. And, and I no thought, well, chance my, that was going to happen. <laughs> there's my wild card going out the door, out the window. So at that point, Sandra had to be every opportunity she had to go, because she, that's what got me in the strife as well. Because I said, you know, highest risks in business here was get rid of the highest risk and she's played how many times and won twice played six once twice gotta go like can't have her in the in the and and benny goes down to the water and tells her that like gosh no wonder she was after me but then um when we did the tribe swap geordie comes on board and claims it all but it was always she had to be the the one that goes being a being a fan of the show how cool was it to play with sandra in the first place, like that had to be an incredible feeling just to look across the way. And there's no way I'm on the show with, with the queen of survivor right now. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she, she is fantastic to, to be honest, when the chopper came in, I'm going there and I thought it might be some uh, TV star or whatever. Sandra walks out. And I said to Brianna, who's this? 
<laughs> well, you didn't say the Oprah line. You got to be happy about that. You did not call said, her Oprah. That's right. That's right. I never figured that's out not, who said that. Was that classic. Chrissy? That would have been, it had to be Chrissy. It had to be <laughs> yeah. Chrissy, for sure. And Brianna's explaining. Brianna knew exactly. And then she gave me the quick rundown. I went, well, I take 100% respect here. And I'll tell you what, Nina is one of the great. She will be great. Uh, she was yeah. She was one I didn't have antenna on i just thought gee how am i going to handle her i didn't quite know everyone else just sort of figure where you, you can box them she was one that was just yeah she's a wild one so um difficult to pinpoint very social very strategic uh ruthless as they saw so she'll be back for sure so in the end you kind of hinted at it to where you put a hand in their face and said Nope, way too soon. I just finished 42 days. Give me some time. Is this something where like you're, you're not sure? You're not sure whether you would want to go back or not? You know what? Uh, if it was an All-Stars, I think out of duty to that honour, I would. If it was uh, another twisty, <clears throat> turny thing, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it took a lot book. out of me. <laughs> You know, you know, Brianna would be, you know, Brianna would be all over you. If she, if, she, if she finds out that you got an invite to go back, you know, she's going to yeah. be like, you have to go. You owe me an invite, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm sure. You're going to have fun with Brianna. You're going to have fun. With oh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I know uh, your son hasn't played the game yet, but I'm waiting until he plays the game. Because then I can interview the entire family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You need to interview Michelle. She <laughs> she got invited. To, someone asked her to go on Australia's Greatest Bake Off. So she said, oh, I'm going to be a reality star too. And say, holy smokes, watch that space. I mean, your family all over TV now. We just need a, a, a good child like reality show. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was enough. oh no but thank you so much for taking the time out of your day i know we went long here but that that's a sign of a good podcast it was so fun talking to you man and getting insight uh where is the best place for fans of yours to find you on on social media here um i only really do insta um i'll do facebook but it's via insta so um the the official juicy dave is my survivor um okay um handle so if you just look up Juicy Dave, the official, whatever, it'll it'll come up there. And um, D Good Thirty One is my everyday one. So you get a whole lot of cycling and all the stuff that I like to do. I like to eat, drink, good beer, eat good food, drink good beer, cycle a lot. Live, a live the dream. Live the dream. I do have yeah, to ask a little side, little fun question here. When I messaged you today and said, "Looking forward to the interview," you were already up biking to work. How early was that? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that early. It's been much, much earlier. That was actually a late start. But um, like we would get, we, we during the summer would be, um, you know, you're up at 5 a.m. and riding and, you know, do two hours, head into work, have a shower, start work at quarter day. It's good fun. I, it's a good way to, I call it my mental health machine. I and felt lazy fact, instantly. I was waking <laughs> up at like noon my time. And I already looked on the story. I'm like, you're already up and moving and stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. So this is it's um, what skating is to Brianna, cycling is to me. It's a it's a way of um, if there's stress buildups or whatever emotional stuff going on, you get on the bike. Particularly mountain biking is where 
you can't think of anything else but what's in front of you. Because, so you've got to cleanse your mind of all the thoughts. And so I love it for that. And it's adrenaline buzz. Road cycling is the purity of it. It's the speed and just that you can meditate and stuff going up hills and all that sort of stuff. So, and gravel biking, so all three, is out in the bush and no cars and stuff, but you're out in nature and you're just listening to it all. And it's, it's fantastic. So to me, mental health-wise, riding a bike, that's why I do it. I'm still amazed with the the mountain and kind of the outdoor biking, just because I'm I I hate to say it. I don't want to sound lazy here, but I'm one of those people. I'm good on a bike till I get up to one of them hills and it's it's done. And I live in kind of a hilly town, too. So I can make it down the street until I hit the first hill. And I'm like, well, might as well just circle it back around here. (laughs) <laughs> cyclists are sadistic to themselves you know it's it's they love hills and then they they go into a hill going why am i doing this they get to the top go downhill and it to erase all the bad memories and can't wait for the next one it's a madness it's a madness it's a sickness that we all have <laughs> well man it, it's been the most pleasure talking to you and so so lucky to have you join the podcast and we know you've been following along for a while and we really do appreciate that as well so thank you brianna's in trouble now though because we've spoken with you we've spoken with mila so we know all the behind the scenes that's right so she better bring get away with anything better bring her a game like i said i know where she gets her podcasting skills from because you were a natural today man and open invitation Whenever you want to be on the show, just let let us know, and you're more than welcome to come back and chat with us. Randy, um, really appreciate those kind words. I mean, to be honest, it is great hearing feedback like that, and I think every castaway deserves, you know, someone like you respects what they've actually been through. And regardless of what's happened on there and how it all seems, and to respect the effort that it takes to actually go on that show, emotionally, physically, um, mentally, uh, and to come out and to have people who are actually genuinely interested in you as a person and your story and all the fun bits and, and some of the not so fun bits, but it's good to have a chat. And I think, you know, really appreciate it, man. That's, that's what makes the show of Survivor. And a lot of people don't see that is the, like I said, the relations and everything, finding out these people. And that's, that's what really makes the show. It's easy when you're sitting at the couch. But you can't judge until you get out there and, like, like he says, dig out a bum hole and and lay down there and wake up four times a night. <laughs> then you know, then you know you're living. Exactly. Well, thanks again, man, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Randy.